morning, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and, and, and be glad in it. Yep, there's a river of gladness that's flowing through this place. Anybody blessed? Anybody appreciate worship again? My, oh my. <laughs> well, who, who was not here last night, just to get a feel for how many of you? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, if, if you were here last night, in a moment, I'm going to ask you if there's a phrase that I shared last night that spoke to you. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, then I'll call on you. You say the phrase, I'll repeat it. Just, just say the phrase, and that will help us to um, reinforce what we heard. And you got one already? Okay, yeah. 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 We were talking about identity, talking about who we really are, and... Felt like the Lord told me in a season of my life when I didn't have much outward influence. He said, I want you to say, Steve, that you radically influence nations. I said, Lord, shouldn't I wait until I'm radically influencing nations before I say I'm radically influencing nations? Let's laugh at that, by the way. <laughs> and he said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you wait for an apple tree to have an apple on it before you call it an apple tree? And I said, no. So if this was a, an apple tree that was too young to have apples, and that apple tree could talk, and you heard that apple tree say this, I have the gift of apples. <laughs> Would you think that apple tree probably goes to a name it and claim it, blab it and grab it church. <laughs> no, you'd say, I agree. This hasn't come yet. And we'll get into that even more later, how um, you don't have something just by saying something, but saying something is necessary to having something. And I've got to say something higher than what I'm experiencing. I've got to say who I really am, even though it's not in my experience, or I'll probably never experience it. So that was good. Anybody else hear something? Yep. God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. <laughs> That's good. Yep. It's talking about my journey of first 15 years of my Christian life, living in Romans 12.1, which was so powerful, giving our bodies, living sacrifice to the Lord, surrendering our heart, our will, future to God. And, um, but we moved to the desert to pastor a church in Nevada. And he said, I love your heart for Romans 12.1, but if you're going to see transformation, I need to, you to move into Romans 12.2. Because transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. And my wife was tr thinking her lack of breakthrough was that she hadn't given God her heart enough. And she's crying out, I give you my heart. And God interrupts her prayer and says, Wendy, I have your heart. Now I need your mind. I need your mind. I need you to surrender your beliefs. Somebody else. Yeah, you can't find the gold nugget in others until you find the gold nugget in yourself. And that was shared, at our, I believe, at our breakfast yesterday morning with leaders. And, um, and I just, you know, one of the things, it says in Romans 10, it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. I realize that, uh, who, who preach glad tidings of good things, that I would preach good news to others, but I would preach bad news to me and my self-talk. Someone say, Boo. Ooh, we'll get into that today as well. Yep. 
Yeah, my hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Why don't you say that with me? My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Let's say it again. My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Whether it's an area of personal weakness, whether it's a family, uh, a, a relational situation, whether it's our country, whether it's finances, my hopelessness about that is a bigger problem than that problem. And when you actually, when that happens, uh, when you actually get that, and this is from my own experience, um, that will be catalytic because it, it breaks off the victim mindset. And, and the victim mindset uh, has to get broken off and is getting broken off. Somebody else. Yep, the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good conduct. It's moved forward by good beliefs. Now, the old covenant was moved forward by good behavior. And, but the new covenant is moved forward by good beliefs. We're called believers. It should tip us off on what we're actually supposed to be doing. <laughs> Just kind of makes sense. And, and character and integrity is important because nobody will, will, people won't trust you without that. But even ultimately to change behaviors, we have to change beliefs. Yep. Yep. So the, the greatest question of the hour is not, Lord, what should I do? The greatest question of the hour is, Lord, what should I believe? What, what should I believe in this season? What should I believe about you? What should I believe about me? What should I believe about the people in my life? What should I believe about my circumstances? What do you want me to renew my mind with? Yep, one of the greatest revelations we get is, <coughs> is the realization that we can think on purpose. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. But again, Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatsoever things is true, noble, good report. It says, think on these things. We're never given a command that we don't, that we're not given the power to do. Yep. Our hope level determines our influence level. It's hard to influence that which you don't have hope for. Now, let me just jump off that a little bit. You know, when God asked Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, he, he showed him a valley of very dry bones. And he asked Ezekiel a question. Hey, Ezekiel, I want to know what you think. Can these bones live? <laughs> Ask him a question. Can these bones live? And Ezekiel gives the, the safest answer of all time. He says, oh, Lord God, you know. ha, <laughs> ha. You know if you want these bones to live. And, and, and then the Lord says, prophesy. He doesn't even answer that. He says, prophesy to the bones. I want you to tell the bones something. I want you to speak to the bones. Tell them they're going to live. And, and, and I find it interesting that the Lord didn't say, hey, Ezekiel, stand over there and watch me prophesy. Let's laugh at that, by the way, too. I like to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Uh-uh. God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. The devil's not our problem. If we believe right, the devil can't do anything. Ha, <laughs> ha. Now, here's a corny joke. I think I can tell this to this Saturday morning crowd. <coughs> The devil, all the devil has, the only power he has is a lie. You know, all he has is a mouth. He's been disarmed and defeated. He has no arms and no feet. Ha 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 Bad joke. <laughs> Move on, Steve. <laughs> Move on. 
<laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Somebody else. Here's something. Yep. Say no to the Eeyore anointing. Yeah, and say yes to the Tigger anointing. I remember my daughter, Heidi, she was about five, and I'd never seen Winnie the Pooh, and she was watching Winnie the Pooh, and and I saw this bouncing tiger, and I heard this, Steve, welcome to one of your new mentors. (laughs) I want you just to observe him. Mm -hmm. He's going to mentor you. Somebody else. Past experience and my feelings are not true. <laughs> wow, that's a, whew, that's a good one. Yeah, one, one thing to just realize is that many of the things that we feel true are not true. I mean, Elijah, he, he's in a cave in 1 Kings 19, and because of tiredness, spiritual warfare, and disappointment, he was not only in a physical cave but in a spiritual cave. And the signs of being in a spiritual cave is what you think is true is not true, even though it feels really true. So Elijah, he's in there, and and he's thinking this. I'm the only one left. I'm it. God, aren't you glad you have me? (laughs) If I don't know what's happening, it's not happening. How many know prophets don't even get it right all the time? Because sometimes prophets out of tiredness, disappointment, frustration, it feels so true. Got to be true if it feels this true. (laughs) And God said, um, Elijah, I've got 7,000 others haven't bowed the knee to Baal. In other words, there's 7,000 times more going on than you think is going on. That's my theory. There's 7,000 times more going on than you think is going on. Yep, someone say that's good news. <laughs> Somebody else hears something. The impossible seems reasonable. Wow. I can't even remember saying that, but that, that, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> I think I've heard Bill Johnson say that. But that's true. You start renewing your mind. Man, we, wow, t- we were in worship. We were, I think we heard anything is possible. Man, I heard that about 50 times. Man, I started back. Faith comes by hearing. And I started about the 40th time. So I believe it. I believe it. Anything is possible. <laughs> you want a different emotion, have a different belief. I was going to, that's a good lead in to my wife's book, Victorious Emotions. And this is, um, she's probably the most changed person I know. And this is a, a great book for men and women on, on just the power of believing, the power of her journey with Victorious Emotions. And then she's got a journal. Uh, that goes along with that, and so that's uh, Julie. I want to give those to you. You know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want those, but yeah, yay. Yeah, word of knowledge. How about a couple more? Yeah, I, I shared a, um, a situation where I was battling for hope six months ago or so. Felt hopeless. Lies were sounding really real and couldn't get over it. So I go to my wife and say, sharing what's going on. And, and she asked me a question. What do you need to believe to have hope in that area? It's the question. If you ask the Lord, what do I need to believe to have hope in that area? It opens you up to truth and hope and freedom. 
Yeah. So John 8, 32 says, a truth will make you free. We get saved by believing in Jesus. We get free by believing like Jesus. Man, you guys are good. These are, you're getting fired up just listening to all this. This is really, this is, did we miss anything? Make me willing. Yep, that's a good prayer. Make me willing. Say that again. Ah, they're not. And that's just, that's, that's, that's great. Um, just talking about the fact that God hasn't called us to be a thermometer. He's called us to be a thermostat. And, and I, I'm in the room with thermostatic ones this morning. Just say I'm a high-level thermostatic influencer. I said I used to only, with my thinking and my talking, reflect what was going on. I'm tired. This place is hard. Nobody around here wants to get saved. And, and Lord, I didn't call you to be a, th- a thermometer. I've called you to be a thermostat. Thermostatic influencers think, act, and talk higher than the environments they're in. Thermostatic influencers think, talk, and act higher than the environments they're in. That's what makes a leader a leader. You actually are, are, are leading in, because people don't really want to follow hopeless leaders. Yep, I want what you have. You believe nothing's gonna, nothing good's gonna happen. Yep, I want to hook onto that. <laughs> you believe things are only gonna get worse? Yeah, I want, I want to, I want to be under Pastor Eeyore. <laughs> So we were sharing, you know, sharing our journey, and and our, my message is really my testimony. And we're out in the desert in Nevada for ten years, and this is where we're learning how to repent, how to change how we're thinking. And you know, he, he shared with us the things that we've just talked about. He took us to Second Corinthians ten four and five, where it says. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it says this. We demolish arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought. How many thoughts? Every, how many is that? All of them. Okay. Taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, so that that probably most famous spiritual warfare passage in the Bible isn't talking about strongholds of regional demonic principalities. And there may there may be a time to deal with that directly, but that passage is talking about thinking strongholds in the mind. The, the greatest strongholds, this is my opinion, the greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're, they're the thinking patterns in Christians. Now, because the only command that's given is to, in, in spiritual warfare, it says take thoughts captive. So you want a Ph.D. in spiritual warfare, uh, start going after your thoughts, I shared yesterday how when I first got saved, when I went to church, if I didn't feel saved, I didn't think I was saved, and I would go up and get saved again. And the Lord says, I've got good news for you. You're saved even when you don't feel saved. And then I remember battling with that. And I still come to church not feeling saved. And, and then I would start, uh, no, I am saved. 
I'm not going to go up front. I'm saved. And that whole journey of actually believing I was saved when I didn't feel saved was greater spiritual warfare than me rebuking the spirit of Jezebel for 30 minutes. That was high-level spiritual warfare. When I'm out in the desert thinking I'm not influential and thinking I'm not a good leader, and actually the Lord says, I want you to start believing you're a great leader. I want you to start believing it. That was greater spiritual warfare than anything I was doing at the devil. Because I was really going after, I was going after the, the key thing that was actually in, in the devil's arsenal, which was, which was lies. So it says the weapons of our warfare. And so I, I love the story, you know, just of that, of Gideon. I mean, in the Old Testament, Judges 6. I, I, matter of fact, I get really encouraged when I see who God used in the Bible. Really makes me happy. Because if I was God, I wouldn't have used half those people. <laughs> mm -mm, too many issues. Eh, not you. Mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, Gideon, he's, he's a Judges 6, dark time nation of Israel. They are they're oppressed by a people group called the Midianites. They're impoverished. Gideon is in a wine press threshing wheat. Uh, his goal is not to lose anything else in his life. His goal is not to move backwards anymore. His goal is to maintain at least the level he's at. And, and God had a, he had a higher plan. Just say, God's got a higher plan for me. And, and an angel comes and talks to Gideon. By the way, I'm hearing this, that people in this room um, are going to have fresh encounters with angels. Couple other things I was hearing too. Um, I was hearing this that I was hearing the phrase four streams of income. There's four rivers in the Garden of Eden, and I was hearing this over you that God is <coughs> is leading people in this room to have four streams of income. Some of you already got that, but there's um, just say four streams of income. Also heard that um, Psalm 2.8, ask of me and I'll give you the nations as an inheritance. And, and I just say thank you, Lord. We ask you for China, Cambodia, Venezuela, Turkey. We ask you for Switzerland. We just ask you for that. I, I just saw something in here that the Lord's going to explode Psalm 2.8 in people's hearts and actually get a gift of faith to ask the Lord for nations. For nations. I heard this that also for that um, that um, these words now now there is grace for you to forgive. There's grace. This is you. There's grace to let go. And, and move on. And I just uh, I, I heard that. Also I heard that um, that God is delivering people and changing people's pattern of believing hearsay gossip information that they hear about other people and just you know i love it says in first timothy 5 19 it says receive not an accusation against an elder except in the mouth of two or three witnesses and i i, I love that phrase receive not receive not and i i saw i just saw that 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 the the that the lord's taking people higher in not just allowing hearsay information to uh take them in a negative view about other people. And that, the, that the, for some of you, that was going to be a key to take your influence to a level that you've never had. Um, and just, um, yep. Just say, I received that. So Gideon, <laughs> he's in survival mode. I've been there. If I could just pay the bills, I've survived, I've succeeded. Just pay the electric bill. Whew. 
says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Say, said. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna experience something higher, we've got to believe something higher. And if we're gonna believe something higher, we've got to hear something higher than what we're experiencing. Faith comes by hearing. And said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Just turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is with you, mighty person of valor. I love what Gideon says. And Gideon said to him, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. Now, that's not true, but he thought it was true. He said, it's too late. It's over. Ha, ha. We demolish arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He heard the word, but immediately the argument came up, trying to exalt itself. Yep, here's the argument, past experience, what I'm seeing, promises don't seem to be true, no miracles. Ha, 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 argument. I mean, you know, Gideon, he basically, you know, he probably thought about that angel. This angel must be new to angelic prophetic ministry. Because <laughs> that word, that's just not a good word. I mean, that, that word is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. By the way, the most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. The most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. You know, sometimes we're, you know, we'll give a prophetic word and we're, we're kind of fishing for feedback to help us know we're on the right track. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you know, we'll give a word and we'll kind of say, hey, um, does this word make sense? Does this word make sense to you? Can you imagine the angel saying, hey, Gideon. Hey, Gideon, does this word, mighty man of valor, make sense? No. I like to laugh at lies. Let's, let's laugh at this line. If, if a word... If a word is really from God for you, the moment you hear it, it will make sense. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. If we're only prophesying things that are making sense, we're not prophesying high enough. <laughs> Ridiculous word. <laughs> Mighty man of valor. And, you know, he, and you know, God gets in the act. He, he starts talking to him. And the Lord, verse 14, and the Lord turned to him and said, he said something. Go in this might of yours and save Israel out of the hand of Midian. And another version says, go in the strength you have. Do, it, do not I send you. And he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Let's just laugh at that as well. Ha, <laughs> ha, My family. Because of my family's dysfunction, it can't be me. 
I say again, nobody's past can stop them, but current beliefs can. Nothing in the past has the power to stop anybody. But it's the conclusions that we make based on the past. That has the power. That's the stronghold. The stronghold isn't what happened. The stronghold is conclusions that happen. You know why it's called a stronghold? Because it has a stronghold. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Stronghold, stronghold. <laughs> Doesn't want to go. Not going. <laughs> no, it's going. It's going. I mean, in, in the story of Gideon, and we, uh, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but it's amazing. He, he started off, and this is the normal pattern of breakthrough. You know, just it, first the, the belief sounds ridiculous. Then it sounds possible. It's possible. Because hmm. Gideon said he went from that point to where it basically, wow, it could be, it could be me. Say, so it could be me. And he got, he got hoping he asked God for a supernatural sign, you know, fleece, and, and, we're, and, and, and he went from the, the ridiculous to the possible to the probable and then to the fully convinced. The goal is fully convinced. And it's a journey. Abraham went on that in Romans 4. It says he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And he got to a place called fully convinced. Just say, I'm moving towards being fully convinced. And, and Gideon got it so much, he, he went from ridiculous to actually believing it so much that he had negative church growth from 30,000 down to 300. And he still believed. You don't need a lot of people if you believe. And he saved the nation. Now, he, he, the few, here, here, we're going back to 2 Corinthians 10, the, 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 the greatest strongholds are, in our minds, and the future of the nation of Israel was locked up in Gideon's thinking. The problem really wasn't Baal, Midianites, principality, demonic principality. The problem is what Gideon thought. Because once Gideon thought differently, the nation got saved. Someone just go, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> he pulled down the stronghold in his self-talk. Now, I, I travel a lot. I rent a lot of cars. And sometimes when I rent cars, I'll turn the engine on, and there's something playing on the radio I do not like. Wouldn't it be a bummer if I thought, oh, no. Now I have to listen to this on the whole trip. <laughs> you say, Steve, I want you to hear these words. Listen, you are powerful. You can change the channel and listen to what you want to listen to. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I was in a car. Oklahoma City, a few months ago, and brand new car. And I turned the engine on, and something was playing I did not like, and I could not figure out how to change the channel. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't even turn it down. I mean, volume down. It, held, it had all these knobs in between the seats. It had a screen. There's a screen there with icons and arrows and, man, I'm, I'm pushing and turning and, and, and it didn't work. Nothing I was doing seemed to be working. And, and after about a half an hour, I finally figured it out. I figured out how to change the channel. Whew. And... You know, just even in this room, there's all kinds of um, radio. If we had the right receiver, we could listen to things we can't see. 
that are here. And, and just as in the natural and the spiritual, there's all kinds of spiritual channels that we can tune into. I mean, Gideon, he was listening to the wrong channels. He was tuned into the it's too late channel. <laughs> it's too late, Joe. <laughs> That's what he was listening to. He was listening to God has abandoned our nation channel. <laughs> yep. He was listening to I am a victim of the family I was raised in channel. He was listening to Miracles Don't Happen Around Me channel. And God says, I want you to change the channel. I, wa I want you to change the channel to listen to you are a mighty warrior, a great leader, a deliverer of a nation channel. That's what I want you to listen to. Abraham, he was listening to the you are too old channel. Yep, let's laugh at that channel. <laughs> the you are too old channel. <laughs> and God said, I want, you to, I want you to change the channel and listen to the most significant days of your life are still ahead channel. Moses was listening to the you can't speak well enough to have influence channel. <laughs> we laugh at that channel too. God said, I want you to change the channel. You're a deliverer of a nation channel, and miracles happen through you that are can convince people I'm with you channel. I mean, the devil, he's got all kinds of channels. He's got the accuser of the brethren channel. I tune in every once in a while. <laughs> Man, it sounds so true. Sounds so true. <laughs> yes, that's truth. Yes, amen. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's right. He has the you are a failure channel. Yeah, that's um, it's a popular channel. <laughs> I'll give you a hint on how you, how you know you're listening to the wrong channel. It, if what you're listening to doesn't give you hope, change the channel. Even when God corrects you, there will be hope. Change the channel. I mean, that, that was, and you say, well, I'm trying, trying, I just can't figure it out. Doing everything I know to do, pushing the spiritual buttons and knobs, declarations. Speaking, pro it's not work. You'll figure it out. Just say, I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It may not, you may not figure it out right now, but you're going to figure it out. That old stuff may keep playing all the time. You're going to figure it out. Just turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to figure it out. I love, I love that. Because I just, just the, the negative self-talk is, it's going. Just say, it's going. Because where you're going, you can't take that with you. You can't take that thing with you, where you're going. You're, you got the same thing Gideon had on his life. If Gideon can do it, we can do it. And, and you're, you're going to get it, and you're, you're coming out, and you're going to do things. Gideon did things he never thought he could do. You're going to do things you never thought you could do. That's true. Yeah, and I love the weapons. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says the weapons, say weapons. It's plural. It's more than one. Of our, of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God of the pulling down of strongholds. Now, God's given us powerful weapons. Now, he's, uh, there's many weapons. The, the context of it is those weapons can change how we believe. God's given us powerful spiritual weapons to pull down bad belief systems in our minds. And, and there's 
so many, but I'd love to talk about two, the weapon of declaration and the weapon of laughter. Now, Gideon had an angel come to him, and he heard something higher than he was experiencing. And that started crumbling the stronghold when he heard it. Now, it didn't seem to at first, but it started the process. Now, I'm not waiting for an angel to come to me. I'm not waiting for you to come to me. I hope somebody here at New Song gives me a word. Well, some of you have already given me words, and I love it. But I'm not waiting for you. I'm giving myself a word. <laughs> the person I need to prophesy to the most is me. And I'm out in the desert. I remember I got a hold of an old Joyce Meyer cassette tape. Somebody just said, here, here's a, you know, I mean, just, just an old one, you know. And that was a great, great era, the cassette tape era. And I was listening to it, and Joyce was talking about how she, how she, the power of making declarations. She, she, sa she said she felt like the Lord told us to write out ten declarations of things that she believed were true about her promises that God had made especially true. And she spoke those morning and night for t uh, er every day for a long time. And she said every single one of them became true. I'm hearing this. And I'm, uh, and I'm, so I'm starting to, you know, I'm seeing things in the word. And I said, well, I'm a spiritual experimenter. I'm going to try it. I mean, one of them was, one of her declarations was speaking engagements are offered to me daily. Someone said, well, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and I mean, she was, she was, she was, and she shared how early on in her, um, her Christian life, she was still smoking when she was a leader, smoking cigarettes. And so she would, um, she would do a meeting. And then she would go out into her car, lay down in the back seat of her car, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and while she was smoking, she would declare she's free of nicotine. Proverbs, excuse me, Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And one of the, one of the things is that to proclaim liberty to the captives. That's an amazing phrase. You tell somebody who's in a captive experience, whether it's addiction, poverty, uh, captivity to uh, depression, you're free. Because the, the proclamation of freedom, telling them they're, they're free, is the beginning point of the stronghold coming down. So it, ha it has to be spoken. So that's why in... in Romans 4, 17, it says, God who gives life to the dead by calling those things, calling those things that are not as though they are. And, and so she's saying, I'm free. Some would say, well, you shouldn't say you're free until freedom has manifested. Let's laugh at that. Ha, 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 ha. So I'm, I'm listening to that. I said, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Going, I'm going to go radical. I'm going to go radical. I'm going to start. And so I'll tell you this. When I started saying things, like, you know, uh, just the, the, the walk in financial abundance to I have great influence to miracles happen through me to, you know, a million people are going to be saved because of my life. You know, whatever, whatever I started saying, it was, I'll tell you at first, it was very difficult to say. There was warfare. The stronghold says, do not say that. Don't say it. You're going to be disappointed. Keep your goal of survival. <laughs> Some of the most important things we need to say will be the hardest to say. And I'll tell you this, I wasn't telling other people this, I was telling me that. I don't make declarations to convince you, I make them to convince me. Some of, yeah, I just, I, so I was, I, I was, I added it to my prayer life. If you don't know what to say, just start with the promises of God. I can do all things.
through Christ who strengthens me. Man, that's a lot of things. You could, you could go on a, a rampage for hours of all the things you could do under that umbrella. I can do relationships well. I do relationships well. I do finances well. I, I do leadership well. I do emotions well. Hey, you start, you start saying it. And then faith comes by hearing. It breaks the stronghold. It says in Joel 3.10, what's it say? Let the weak say, I am weak. Ha <laughs> ha. No, it says, let the weak say what? I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong person having a weak experience. I'm a strong, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not who my experience says I am. It's not about denial. It doesn't say let the weak say I'm not weak. Faith is not denial. If you're battling weakness, go to the doctor, get prayer, get counsel, whatever. But don't call yourself weak. Because if you call yourself weak, that thing is bigger than anything the devil's doing. That thing, that's the stronghold. That's it. That's the regional principality. Let the disorganized say, I'm organized. You're an organized person having a disorganized experience. <laughs> Let the poor say, I'm rich. You're a prosperous person having a non-prosperous experience. Yeah, it's temporary. But it's actually, this thought here is revolutionary. To just, just break the agreement with past experience. The greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God, in my opinion, is the perpetual agreement with negative past experience. And we'll get into that a little more, but I just love, I love saying this. And so we, I've got um, on the table out there, we have what's, um, what's called a declaration clicker. This thing is spiritually flammable. <laughs> and we, I love to experiment. We've done the last few years, we've done an experiment, I think in the month of June, and I don't know when we'll do it this year, but watch, uh, you can just watch through our newsletters about it. Where we actually challenge people, make a hundred do an experiment, make a hundred declarations a day for a month, and see what happens. Just as an experiment, just try it. We've got some of our greatest testimonies out of this. I mean, just because this this helps remind. It's, it's it's a tally counter, so you just you count. Like everywhere I go, revival breaks out. Millions will be in heaven because of my life. Miracles happen to me and through me. My prayers for America are working. My influence is going to the next level. My marriage is going to the next level. I have an abundance for every good work. I have an abundance of health, energy, finances, favor, wisdom, power, love, protection for every good work. I got 15 right there. Yep, catalytic one. It's going to change. Yes. <laughs> Woo! So the other, the other uh, weapon I want to talk about today is the weapon of laughter. And we're really going to turn up the laughter this afternoon. But um, we're going to do some laughing right now. So why don't you guys just warm up your laughers? Because <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody to laugh suddenly and pull a laugh muscle. <laughs> now I used to be a joy-impaired, laughter-impaired Christian. 
and I got delivered. Some would be crying in church. I'd go, oh, yes, amen, God is moving. He probably was moving. Some would be laughing in church. I'd be troubled and uncomfortable. If they really got it, they wouldn't be laughing. <laughs> and I'll go deeper this afternoon into, into this, but I just want to just show you that laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon because to laugh, you have to let go of something. Laughter is a, because once you start being able to laugh at the lies, it starts to disempower the lies. <laughs> it starts to disempower them. And to laugh, you know, let, let go of something. Like, I, I've been married to my wife, Wendy, for over 40 years. We love each other. We're still best friends. But we still don't always agree with each other. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> and when we're not agreeing, especially when I think she's really wrong. I'm not laughing. Because if I laugh, she'll think she's okay. I don't want her to think she's okay. I'm a victim of you. My joy depends on your behavior. For me to walk in biblical joy, I need you to do what I think you should be doing. <laughs> but how many know when I finally laugh? Ah, woohoo! How many know I let go of that thing? Whether it's anger, manipulation, frustration, you can't hold on to those and laugh at the same time. And I know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep, and sometimes in brave communication, we're not laughing. But I'll tell you this the, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and a merry heart is good like medicine. And so to just, uh, I'm going to do an experiment with you. I'm going to give you some of the devil's all-time favorite lies. And I'd like you to just do an experiment and laugh at them. Some of them are going to be really easy. You'll just laugh, ha, 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 ha. Others are going to be more difficult lies. You might laugh like this, ha, 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 ooh, ha, 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 Because you're actually getting delivered. All right. I'd like you to laugh just a little bit louder than you were planning. <laughs> For some of you, that's scary, especially, especially this row over here. This first row makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes me very nervous. All right, you guys ready? Let's just laugh. This, this is one of his favorite lies. Let's just give a real hearty, hearty laughter on this one. <laughs> you are a failure. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> Here's a good one. God loves you, but he does not like you. <laughs> God is not going to provide for your needs in the future. Because his ability to provide for your needs is dependent on how the economy is doing. <laughs> or it's dependent on how you are doing. <laughs> That goes after, after deeper belief systems there. <laughs> in key decisions that you will need to make in the future, you will not know what to do. <laughs> and if you make the wrong decision, God won't know what to do. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> this Charlotte, North Carolina region. <laughs> is an impossible region for worldwide revival to break out from. <laughs> As a matter of fact, because of this region's sinful history, God doesn't even like this region. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. <laughs> you should not trust the perspective of any Christian who laughs a lot. <laughs> I know, you almost pulled a laugh muscle. Yeah, I know. That's why I had you warm up. <laughs> it's, a, it's always important. <laughs> you do not have the right personality to be joyful or to laugh much. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> And then one of the devil's all-time favorite lies, laughter in the church is from the devil. It says it in Psalm 2-4, <laughs> he who sits in the heavens laughs. He who sits in the heavens laughs. You know, you say, well, what's he laughing at in Psalm 2-4? He's laughing at what his enemies are saying and planning. He who sits in the heavens laughs. We, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we don't expect more laughter. Laughter, there, there's something, there's something that happens. <laughs> something happens. It's a profound statement. Whoa. <laughs> You know, it's a good meeting when your cheek muscles hurt right here.
All right, all right. Let's get it together. <laughs> all right. You guys blessed? Give the Lord a clap offering and a shout. Yay! Woo! Somebody say freedom. Say breakthrough. Fire. No limits.